to Life Curious Women, where you will find honest conversations exploring women's experiences learning, growing, and healing. I'm your host, Ashley Nadine Lopez, and I'm excited for you to join our collective learning experience. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life Curious Women. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm excited that you found us. I am actually recording this episode for a second time. I chose to record on a new platform and just through my own not knowing how to navigate it, I did not record it properly. So the audio file was like totally not salvageable and I was so sad because there were so many good things in there. But I guess everything happens for a reason and I have another go at it. So I'm excited to dive into this week's episode. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that we are doing a solo series for August. Last week, we talked all about why I started Life Curious Women and how to get started on a project, idea, business that you have been thinking about starting. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to check out that episode as well. All right, in this week's episode, I am going to be getting into my personal story. So I've been wanting to do an episode like this for a while and just haven't done it. I you know, have been able to dive into so many other women's stories, but I haven't gotten the chance to share a little bit about who I am and sort of like my journey with following my passions and fulfilling my purpose. All right, so I'm going to get started right where I start every other episode. If you've listened to our interview episodes, I always ask, who are you as a person? And it doesn't have to necessarily be how you make money, but who are you as a person? And for me, I like to describe myself as a multi-hyphenate creative. I am someone who is super empathetic. I really love interacting with people. I I'm a super high achiever. I totally am a type A person. But with some flexibility, I think I can be really type A in certain ways and then kind of laid back in a lot of ways. I got that Taurus energy where there's a lot of like laziness and I like, you know, comfortability and all those kinds of things. So I kind of have a good balance of both. But I think in the sort of like career aspect, I'm very type A. Which is interesting because I chose a career where it can be difficult for someone who's type A to feel like they're gaining success. Creative careers aren't necessarily like check the box, find mile markers that make you get to the next level. There isn't a lot of validation or feedback on whether or not you're doing a good job. And so... I am excited to sort of break that down for all of you. A little bit more of who I am. I genuinely, genuinely am so passionate about helping other people reach their fullest potential. I just believe that all of us are on this journey together. And I really believe that we can all heal ourselves and really do what makes us happy. And so that's something that is just like a 
core reason why I started Life Curious Women. As you guys know, if you've listened to the last episode, some other fun facts about me is that I am someone, I think typically I'm pretty serious in my life, but I also really love to joke around. And once I'm comfortable with you, like I'm always that person that's laughing and joking and all those kinds of things. And I grew up like that. My mom is like always joking around and my brothers and everything. So like that has always been part of my life. And aside from that, like I'm always just like finding ways to develop. I'm like really, really into personal development. I genuinely am like always trying to find opportunity to stay curious. I'm always finding opportunities to learn. I think that like in general, I'm just like a very open person and I'm always trying to find ways to expand my horizons and just learn more about other people's experiences. Again, the whole reason why I even started Life Curious Women is because I myself feel as though I'm very life curious. So those are kind of like tidbits about who I am. Now, in terms of career, I like to describe myself as an actor and obviously a podcast host. I have been acting, I would say professionally since 2017. I am a on-camera actor. I love TV, film, and the end goal is to eventually be a series regular on a television show. Of course, a couple of years ago, I started with this idea of creating Life Curious Women, and last year I jumped on it and released my first episode. And so now I added podcast host and producer and creator to my title as well. Now I want to dive in a little bit into the history of who I am. So I have always been a performer. So my very first memory performing was... My preschool graduation, I sang The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow (laughs) at my preschool graduation. I think that my mom really cultivated performance and being creative from a really, really early age. She was really into singing and music, and she had the rare opportunity to do a musical her senior year, and she got the lead. She did The King and I. And she came from a super religious background where they weren't really allowed to do things like that, especially as women. And she secretly went and auditioned for it and got the role. And I think that that was a pivotal moment for her was to do something that was like kind of rebellious and then not only do it, but then get the lead in the musical. And so I think that like she always cultivated this creativity in me because she never got the chance to really fulfill that throughout her life. So since I was very, very little, I remember her encouraging me to sing and to perform. And she always found opportunities for me to do those things. And that's kind of where it all started. And when I was little, I actually thought I wanted to be a singer. And so as the years went on, again, always found little opportunities here and there. But There was never that much support in my school system. I originally was born in New Jersey, grew up there for a little bit, and then I moved to Pennsylvania. And it wasn't until I moved that I was able to have more opportunity to actually fulfill that little bug inside of me. So when I hit middle school, I went for the school musical. I was just going to audition, and that's it. 
And uh, there was a peer of mine who was like, hey, I really want to audition for the lead. Like, would you audition for the lead with me? So like both of us could go and do it. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I went with her, we did it. And then I ended up getting the lead of the musical in seventh grade. (laughs) And it was like kind of a big deal because usually an eighth grader gets it. And uh, me, a seventh grader who was like brand new to the school, got it. And ever since then, I just like got super involved within that world at my school. And not only was I doing that, but I was doing choir and band. And I ended up joining sports as well because I was an athlete since I was little, did Taekwondo since I was like four years old until we moved. So I was about 12, 13. So I dove into sports. I dove into absolutely anything I could. And it's interesting because I have always been like that, like since I was a little kid and I'm still that way. Like there's always so many people that are like, you're always doing a million things. And I'm like, I honestly think that I have just conditioned myself to be completely busy. And when I'm not busy, I feel like I'm not productive. And so that has always been a trend in my life. And so growing up, that was a huge part of of just who I was. I was a very good student. I was playing sports. I was good at sports, playing varsity sports. And then I was doing the creative side of being in choir and also doing the musicals. And there were moments where there were overlaps where I would do half the time at rehearsal for the musical. And then half the time I'd run down to soccer practice and do that. And I had amazing coaches and just mentors that were willing to allow me to do both and like valued me enough in order to cultivate both sides of myself. And it's interesting because I never realized that this wasn't necessarily that normal to be that extremely busy. I thought it was normal because I had a lot of people around me who were extremely busy and involved and things like that. And so I just kind of thought that that was normal. And now that I'm older and I'm still super busy and I've kept that busyness throughout college, I recently got diagnosed with ADHD and reflecting back on growing up and my childhood, I'm realizing now that a lot of that stuff was the ADHD. At the end of the day, not a lot of research has been done on girls and women who have ADHD. And so it's interesting because it can present that way where you're super busy and like you can mask your symptoms by being a hyper achiever where you're on the other end procrastinating, overwhelmed, like all these other things, but no one ever sees that because on the outside, you're a hyperachiever. And I'm realizing now that that was going on for me and still goes on for me is that busyness, that like need to be jumping from one thing to another and it never keeps me bored. And so it's just a fascinating thing and I would love to dive it more into that in a different episode to talk a little bit more about my experience with ADHD. But that has been a realization for me now. So, you know, getting out of high school, I decided that I did want to pursue a creative career. Now, this was a really big moment for me because I just did not realize the lack of resources that I had and just what a huge sort of industry getting into acting or musical theater is. 
I was hopeful. I was excited. I did tons of musicals growing up and things like that. And then I come from a lower income family where I could not apply to a million schools. As many of you know, it can be very expensive to apply to schools. And so thankfully, I was so lucky that my school paid for my SATs. My school paid for three of my college applications. And so that's what I did. I applied to three colleges, one in Pennsylvania, two in New York City. And one of those was Pace University. And when I went to audition at the two schools in New York City, I just was like not prepared. I went there thinking like, cool, I'm going to audition and it's going to be great. I went there, I realized as I kept speaking to people there, these 18-year-olds were applying to 15, 20 schools across the country. Their parents were flying them across the country to audition for school. This was pre-COVID. There was no like virtual auditioning. So tons of schools, tons of money that they're putting into this process. They have professional headshots. They have voice teachers and dance lessons and just all of these things that I never had. And it was really intimidating. And so at the end of the day, like I realized how much it really does give you an advantage when you come from a place of privilege in that sense, in the financial sense, where it really kind of sets you up. And I'm not saying that like people can't get in without that, but I think it really gives an advantage. And I really, it was the first time I, I, I was exposed to that. And I think that had I had those that support and that knowledge and all those things, I, I probably would have been able to study musical theater. But at the end of the day, I didn't. I didn't get into any of the schools for musical theater. By any, I mean the two that I applied in New York City. And at the end of the day, I chose to go to Pace because I wanted to be in New York City. I want to be like in the city. The other school was in Staten Island. This school was like in New York City. I wanted to be there. And I was like, you know what? I'll apply for the program the next year and we'll go from there. So I went undecided. And honestly, thank God I did because I learned so much during that time period. I don't think I had a more distinct period of growth where I went into New York City, 18 years old, undecided at college and just like took classes, ended up studying English and women's and gender studies. I was exposed to so much. I didn't even think that English was something that I was good at or that I enjoyed. And my first semester at Pace realized, wow, I'm actually pretty good at writing and I'm pretty good at expressing myself. And I'm really interested in critically thinking about things, especially social subjects like gender, race, class. So thank God, because I discovered this whole passion inside of me where eventually towards the end of college, I got a chance to work with an NGO at the UN and I got to work with high school students who were presenting at the United Nations. I got to like be at the United Nations and represent this organization. It was absolutely incredible. But to back up a little bit, I was still interested in theater and in the entertainment industry. So I was like, you know what? I didn't get into the program, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to intern in that world and really get a, a look on the other side of the theater world. And so I did a couple internships, one with like a publishing company, one with an agency, one with a production company. And I really learned the administrative side of the musical theater and theater world. And you know what I came up with? 
that I didn't want to be in that world. <laughs> after all of that, after learning the back end of it, I was like, this, I don't think this is for me. And there was for a, a several reasons. I think I realized I didn't really have this large interest in the musical theater world. I kept trying to fit in that mold and it just wasn't working. And I think I came to the realization, wait, I don't think I actually even like the musical theater world. I think that for so long, it was part of my identity. I think for so long, my mom really encouraged me in that on that path and I was grateful for it. But at the end of the day, I think I realized like, I don't actually want to be in the musical theater world. This is not really what I want to do. And it that experience really helped me do that. So like, thank God I didn't study musical theater, right? Like to just come to this realization on my own, but still be able to study and like learn and expand my knowledge on another front was really awesome and develop a passion for women's rights and all these things that in the end, it's like everything does happen for a reason. And I think that really shows like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I am a high achiever and I think I did really well in school because I had markers of success. There were, you know, grades that I could make and there were just certain pegs that I could hit that validated me in some way, that proved that I was doing something right. And so the point about being a high achiever and then eventually picking a creative career is something that I think I really want to drive home here is that it was very difficult at first because inside I was like, I want to be creative. I want to be an actor because towards the end of college, I think throughout all of college, I was like, I still want to be an actor. I just don't think musical theater is the path and getting heavily involved in international policy really expanded my mind. And I graduated in 2016 where there was a huge election and so much was going on for me that I was really torn. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm graduating. I'm not sure what to do. I don't know what path to take. I'm passionate about this, but like, I still don't want to give up the acting. Like there's something there for me. And I even considered going into politics and government. And I took a breath. I got an opportunity to work for my national sorority. So alongside with, you know, being a high achiever, interning, I was an RA on campus where I worked for the university and I was in charge of a floor of students. And then I was president of my sorority my junior year of college. So just again, that hyper busyness was continued throughout college. I was really interested in the leadership aspect of the sorority world and understanding how to run the chapter like a business and the structure of it all. And so upon graduation, I was offered this really great opportunity to, to essentially work for the national office and help other student leaders at different campuses within our, our sorority. And so I traveled for a year and I worked with a ton of our women leaders across tons of different campuses. I went to random places like Kansas. I got a chance to like meet so many different women. It was such an incredible experience and I grew a lot, but it was tough. It was a hard year for me. I was away from all my friends. It was the first year out of graduation. So people were like moving in together and getting jobs and like doing the corporate life. And I felt really left out from all of that. And it was difficult. It was, it was hard to be 
alone for so many months at a time and just traveling. So I learned a lot, but I took that year to really get clear on what my next step was going to be. And I was really torn. And I eventually realized I can still be a creative by allowing that to be my vehicle to create change. So my whole thing was like, I want to make an impact. I want to make a change. I thought that I had to choose between being an actor and creating a change. And over that course of the year after graduation, I realized, oh, I can just use being an actor as a vehicle to make change, to make an impact. As a Latina woman, I can make change in that way. And so I was like, all right, I'm moving back and I'm going to pursue this career, but I'm going to do it on the TV and film side. So I moved back. I started taking acting classes and I really learned from the ground up like what it meant to have a career in the acting world. I took classes. I read all the books I could. I got my headshots done. I really like understood and learned about the business aspect of the acting world. And I did it. I started auditioning. I started diving into it. And I had tons of imposter syndrome. And I struggled that first year to really accept whether or not I wanted to pursue a creative career because of that very aspect of I'm a high achiever. I just spent my entire life working towards getting A's. And now I'm graduated and I took a career where I'm not getting that validation anymore. Like I'm not getting those markers of success that are telling me, here's the promotion. Here's more money for this. Like, good job. Here's a bonus. Like I didn't have a corporate career. So I didn't get that sort of same validation you get in the school world right now. I'm in the real world where I'm sort of just taking this unconventional path where there are no markers where you're auditioning and you never hear back from certain people. So I spent that year, tons of imposter syndrome, not really sure if I wanted to do this, not confident in myself that I was an actor. I was kind of embarrassed to tell people. I was also waitressing at the at that point. And all my other friends are in corporate careers with their insurance and this and that. They weren't happy, but they were doing what they were supposed to do, quote unquote. So it really made me feel kind of like, is this the right path? I feel like I have so much to offer and I'm just like, people look down on this career. But little did I know that I was just projecting that because once I decided like, this is what I want to do, this is a legit career, that feeling went away. I never again felt like, oh, people think this isn't a real career because that feeling just went away when I was like, it really happened after a year of me going back and forth, not really sure, feeling embarrassed, all these things. And then all of a sudden it was like a switch where I was like, is this what you want to do? Because if it is, then you need to put all your effort into this and you need to let go of these limiting beliefs. You need to let go of the idea that you could not do this career. And it was like a switch. And I was like, you know what? No, I want to do this. I'm committing to being an actor for the rest of my life right now. And you know what? It is a real career in my mind. The second that I decided that, I, I didn't even think about it anymore. I didn't even feel embarrassed to be like, I'm an actor. And I, and I learned that with my behavior. I embodied being an actor. And instead of saying like, oh, yeah, I work at a restaurant. I no, I'm an actor. What do you do? I'm an actor. Oh, okay. And that's that. 
And it took me a long time to feel that way, but it it got to that point when I just decided like, this is what I'm going to do. I had to learn to find my own mile markers within my career. I had to learn like when a casting director calls me in for a second time, that's a win. When I signed with my manager, that was a win. When I got my first audition for a television show, a series regular on a television show, that's a win. I had to find all these mile markers for myself and not rely on the external validation because people outside of the acting world think that the only mile markers are if you book something, right? If you are on television, oh, what were you in? The question I get the most. (laughs) And I had to come up with my own internal validation of this career and of my choice to pursue this creative career. And that's ongoing. That's ongoing, I think, for most creatives, whether you're a painter, you take photography, like you have to kind of come up with your own internal validation because no one's going to really give you that until you're like the at the top of your success. And even then, will that be fulfilling? I'm not sure. So that's where I got to at that point. And this was a couple years ago. And that's when I was like, all right, I've auditioned. I've done a couple projects. It's time to up level. I hired a business coach within the acting world. She is an accountability coach and she got me on track. I I needed to learn more, better systems to run my business. And that was a point where I was like, I want to run my acting career like a business. And that's when I hired someone to help me. You know, I think the best types of people who are successful know where their limitations are and know when they need to seek outside help and assistance and guidance, whether that's therapy, a coach, a personal trainer, whatever it is. I think the best, most successful people know when to outsource support. And I got to that point in my career where I was like, all right, I have done all the things I can do within my knowledge within the acting world. I need help to get to the next level, to get closer to being able to audition for television shows, to get closer to getting a manager. And so I hired her right before COVID, thank God. And I started working with her and we created these systems and these spreadsheets. And I started keeping track of television shows that were casting. And I started keeping track of who I was auditioning for and just really started to build out a system and get clear on my goals, get clear on my type, all those kinds of things. And so I kind of took all of the things that have always helped me throughout my life and started to implement that in my acting career to give me a sense of control at the end of the day. Because again, there's so much not in your control within creative careers. So I was like, let's put this in my hands and figure out how to better craft a better outcome. And Without any sort of steps, you're never going to get to your goals. Let's say you're in a corporate career or let's say that you're an entrepreneur or whatever the case is, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you don't have a clear idea of your goals and you don't have systems in place to get there, you will never get there or it'll take you a really long time because you need systems in place. You need a clear idea of the direction you're going in order to get there. Or at least you need to be in tune with yourself and be able to follow your intuition on those things. So that's sort of been the trajectory. And kind of after that, like 
things started falling into place where eventually I signed with a manager and I started auditioning for television and tons of commercials and all these things. And it really has been a long process to get to where I'm at. And I'm still excited to keep moving forward. I think that in this career, it's exciting because you always have something more to look forward to. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like it goes away, that feeling of like, oh, I need to prove that like I'm doing well in this career. Like how do I validate myself? How do I find those mile markers? How do I feel like I'm a success? And it's really comes down to like defining what success means to you. And I think I'm still figuring that out. I think that with acting, with this podcast, I'm really starting to craft a path that makes me feel happy because I'll be honest, I'm not only doing this, I'm also bartending and finding other ways to make an income because aside from the strike that's going on right now, you know, you do have to maintain some sort of steady income. So I am still doing these things that don't necessarily make me that happy and don't fulfill me in that way. They allow me to do things that fulfill me. But I think now my next path is figuring out how do I support my creative career and still do something that makes me happy. And that's where I'm at. And I'm excited to bring you along this journey. I'm excited for you guys to hear my struggles and my successes and all that kind of stuff. And I want to start this relationship with y'all through the solo episodes so I can share more of that with everyone. And I'll keep you guys updated. At the moment, I'm still working on figuring that path out. And I hope that this podcast can be a part of that growth of being able to make an income through doing something that feels like I'm making an impact and doing something that fulfills me outside of acting. So I'm excited. I'm excited that you guys are here along with this journey and please stick around and tell me what you want to hear from these solo episodes. We have two more coming out this month. I am still working on season three and I'm aiming to get that out by the fall and be able to bring you more amazing guests and voices. We already have a couple episodes on deck. So I'm excited to hear from y'all. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think of this solo series. And if there's anything else that you want to hear from me, I'd love to dive into any topics that you guys think is interesting. As always, make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps boost the podcast and encourages new listeners to hit play on our podcast. If you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Life Curious Women. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok. Ashley Nadine Lopez is my handle. And most importantly, please spread the word. If you are enjoying these episodes and you think that someone else might enjoy an episode or two, please share it with them. Make sure to share why you love Life Curious Women and why they could benefit from listening to these episodes. All righty, join us next week. Thank you for tuning in. And like always, stay life curious. Curious.